It's rough out there right now for sensitive people. COVID-19, quarantines, economic uncertainty, political turmoil. And then on top of this, there's also a lot of astrological things happening. Rings of fire, retrogrades, eclipses, powerful full moons. I'm just gonna hide here under my blanket and I'll come out when this is all over. Um, that's not a good strategy. Why not? because the energies are going to be like this for a long time. What? What am I gonna do? Don't worry, because I have your back. In this video, you'll learn exactly why the energies are so challenging for sensitives right now. Then we'll discuss the biggest issue that sensitives are facing right now, and it's not what you think. And then in the third part of the video, I'm going to share with you the number one strategy to help you thrive as a sensitive person, even in the middle of these chaotic energies. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I share weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. On to part one of the video, why it's rough out there for sensitives. <laughs> so before I answer this question, I'm going to, I want to actually go into the term sensitive uh, and I want to clear up some definitions so we're all on the same page. So when I talk about sensitives, there are usually, sensitives are usually put in two different buckets empaths and what's known as HSPs or highly sensitive people. But for the purposes of my videos and in the work that I've done with hundreds of empaths and sensitives, I really don't make a huge distinction between these two terms. So I'm going to use these terms, sensitive, HSPs or empaths. I'm going to use it pretty much interchangeably throughout this video. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to show you a little bit of a difference between them, but I'm not going to make, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too nitpicky because in my experience in working with sensitives, the only big difference between an HSP and an empath just has to do with the sensitivity, with, with the actual, um, uh, kind of scale of sensitivity. All right. And I'm going to explain that in a, in a little bit when it comes to the word empaths or empath, um, the, probably the most research out there on empaths is done, um, by Dr. Judy Orloff. So she's a psychiatrist. She's worked with empaths and studied empaths for decades. So a lot of the information out there on empaths comes from her. And when it comes to HSP, the work that's been done with HSPs or highly sensitive people has a lot of work has been done by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who's a psychologist that works with uh, studies HSPs. Okay. So, so these two uh, researchers are the ones that have the most data out there and the most information from a scientific perspective when it comes to HSPs and empaths. But if you've watched my videos, you know that I go much deeper. I go deeper than science. So I go into spirituality. So when I'm talking about empaths and HSPs, I'm going to very frequently depart from the way the terms are used by either Dr. Judy Orloff or Dr. Elaine Aaron or anyone really in science. I'm going to, to kind of depart a little bit from the definitions that are given. All right. So, so that's a little bit of, of just an intro on empath sensitive HSPs, all of the terms out there that are, that are used to discuss sensitives. So here's how I see empaths or sensitives. Here's the definition that I have for empaths and sensitives. And it's a little bit different from, uh, 
what's generally out there uh, discussed. So the definition that I give for empaths and sensitives is that empaths are gifted at detecting, reading, and processing energy around them. Okay. So that's the definition that I give of empaths or sensitives. Again, remember, I'm going to use these terms interchangeably from here on in. Um, and so that's the definition that I'm, that, that I like to use for empaths or sensitives. And basically what that means is that the energy system of an empath or a sensitive is, is super, super sensitive to picking up energy, to reading it and to understanding it. Okay. Even if the empath doesn't know how to do that initially, that is what their system is set up to do. All right. So this definition departs a little bit from what's usually discussed about empaths and sensitives. So when it comes to the differences between empaths and sensitives or HSPs, uh, I like to see the difference really for me is only on the, the scale of sensitivity. So I made a little scale of sensitivity here for you guys. So you can see, and, and, you know, the scale of sensitivity starts out at zero and, you know, right at the beginning of that scale, that's where non empaths or non sensitives are located. Okay. So their energy systems aren't as sensitive to outside energy. All right. But then as you start to go up on that scale of sensitivity, you start to get into the sensitive zone. All right. And this is where HSPs show up. So, so they are usually the first ones to show up on this scale of sensitivity, they are highly sensitive to energy, but not as sensitive as the ones I'm going to talk about right now. Okay. So HSPs show up right after that. But then if you keep going up on the scale of sensitivity, you're eventually going to hit the empath. Okay. And the empath, the difference between the empath and the HSP is just that the empath is even more sensitive than the HSP there. They are even more, they can pick up even more energy than an HSP. And then if you keep going to the end of this scale, I'm going to add an extra one because that's where I'm located. And that's where a lot of my clients are located. And it's what I call, um, physical empathics. I, I don't call it. It's been used. The term physical empath, I think was, was coined by Dr. Judy Orloff, but I use the term physical empath in a different way. Okay because I think the term physical empath is used a lot of times just to show that a person can take on a physical symptom from someone else. That's usually how a physical empath is described. Okay. And so that means that if I'm standing in front of someone that has a headache, I'm going to get a headache as a physical empath. Okay. But, but I use physical empath, the term physical empath to go way beyond this. And that's how I describe myself and the clients that I work with. I have a lot of clients who are physical empaths. And what that means is that I don't just pick up on physical symptoms from other people. I pick up on energy from other people that somaticizes in my body as physical symptoms. So I'll give you an example of this. If I'm working with a client and let's say they've had a heartbreak in a relationship, or let's just pretend that they've had a heartbreak in a relationship and their heart chakra shut down. Okay. But let's say they don't have any physical symptoms at all. They're having a conversation with me, not, no physical symptoms whatsoever, but I'm so sensitive that I could pick up on the closed heart chakra. Even if it doesn't present physically for that person, I pick it up right away and I start to somaticize that energy. So what happens is I'll be talking to them and I'll start to have difficulties breathing. I'll start to have chest pain. <laughs> and this used to really freak me out when I would somaticize physically 
the energy around me, it would freak me out because I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was dying. I thought I needed to go to the hospital. I thought all kinds of things were happening to me. So this caused a lot of stress in my life for many years until I figured out that I was actually, my body was physically interpreting energy that I was picking up from another person. Okay. And so once I learned that, that changed everything for me. Okay. So physical empaths are at the extreme end of the sensitivity scale. That's where a lot of us are. Not all of us are physical empaths. There are a lot of empaths out there that aren't as sensitive as me or, or as many physical uh, empaths, but I wanted to leave this one here because it's pretty common and that's what I am. And it's pretty common with my clients. So I just wanted to locate this on the sensitivity scale in case you're one of them too. So I don't want to go too deep into empaths because I've done videos on them before. So I'm going to leave a link to one of those videos. You're going to catch it at the end of this one. If you want to go deeper into empaths, feel free to check that video out after watching this one. So empaths and sensitives, really what they have is a superpower. <laughs> they don't know they have a superpower. Sometimes when they're not awakened, they have no idea they're an empath or a sensitive. So they have no idea it's a superpower, but it is a superpower because when you learn how to use it, you will understand that your empathic skills, they come, they're imparted on you by your soul as a way to complete your mission. There's a reason that you were born sensitive. Okay. So it's a superpower, even if you don't know how to use it yet. But this superpower can be a little bit problematic when we're going through any kind of chaotic times on earth as we are right now, because sensitives are so sensitive to energy that imagine how they start to feel when the energy on the planet starts to get chaotic, which is happening right now. We're in intense energies right now on the planet, and this is particularly painful. It can be particularly painful for empaths, especially empaths who are untrained. So when the energies start to get a little chaotic, a lot of times sensitives just want to bolt. They want to run away. They want to isolate themselves because they have no idea how to deal with this energy. So these are really challenging times for sensitives on the planet. But again, you were born sensitive on purpose and it wasn't to isolate yourself. It wasn't to, to cocoon yourself forever and just live a hermit life, a solitary life all by yourself. Okay. The majority of us aren't here to do that. So, you know, that, that part of coming into your power and being able to learn to use this as a superpower, use your empathic abilities as a superpower. It comes with time and with experience. But right now in these particular energies, it's just really challenging because all of these energies are sort of coming on top of us all. And if you are a sensitive, this is more problematic for you than a non-sensitive for sure. Now, one of the things that I hear from sensitives a lot of time is they just say to me, you know, I'm going to go do my hermit mode thing. I'm going to go isolate. I'm going to go cocoon and I'll come out when this is all, when the, when the energy is shifted. <laughs> and previously this strategy wasn't completely off because previously what was happening on the planet is we'd go through some turmoil and then things would calm out down. We'd go through some turmoil and then things would calm down. So there was this up and down in the energies that sort of allowed empaths and sensitives to kind of do that. I'm going to go cocoon and then I'll come back when this is all, when this all feels better, except ding, ding. <laughs> that strategy is not going to work anymore. And it's not going to work because the intensity of the energy that you see on the planet right now will stay this way for a while. <laughs> and so 
If you want to go back to that old strategy of cocooning yourself, you may have to cocoon yourself for the rest of your life <laughs> because the energies are going to stay really intense. It's a part of this mass awakening that's occurring on the planet. And we all volunteer to be here during this time. So that strategy of isolating yourself, it's not going to really work anymore because the energies are going to stay intense for a really long time. So you know, the only thing that the sensitive can do right now, the only thing that makes sense for a sensitive to do right now is to learn how to thrive in the middle of any energy, whether the energy is good or bad, chaotic or calm, the best strategy that the empath or sensitive can have right now is to learn how to thrive no matter what the energy is like. Okay. So I'm going to, and I'm going to teach you how to do this in this video. Now to part two of the video, <laughs> the biggest issue for sensitives. And, uh, you know, usually when I, when I ask a client who's a sensitive, when I ask them, you know, what do you think your biggest issue is? And they'll say to me automatically, they'll say, well, my biggest issue is that I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm just too sensitive. I am too sensitive for this harsh world. I wasn't built for it. I hear empaths and sensitives say this to me all the time. I wasn't built for this world and that could not be further from the truth. Okay. So in fact, your sensitivities, sensitive soul is not your biggest issue. That's not your biggest issue. The biggest issue for sensitives here. Are you ready? Here it is. <laughs> ding, ding. Here's the biggest issue for sensitives is a sense of powerlessness. That is by far the biggest issue for sensitives is powerlessness. It's not actually your sensitivities. Okay. And what does this mean? It means that sensitives and empaths learn sometimes very early on in their life, they start to exhibit these learned patterns of believing that they are powerless. And so they end up developing behaviors of running, of isolating, of cocooning, of just, you know, removing themselves from society. We end up developing these patterns because we have a learned belief of powerlessness. Usually empaths and sensitives, we were raised by parents who didn't know we were empaths. They didn't know we were sensitive. And so they didn't have the tools to help us. And so basically we started to, to develop these survival mechanisms. And one of them was to develop a sense of powerlessness because the energy felt so yucky to me when I was a child that the only thing that my child brain knew how to do was cower and run away way. Okay. And so we develop this sense of powerlessness. That's so deep in, and a lot of empaths and sensitives, it's very deep. And it's this sense of powerlessness that causes the biggest problems for you. If you are a sensitive very early on in our lives, we start to develop this belief that the energies out there are stronger than us. Okay. That, that belief starts to establish itself right after I start to believe myself powerless, right? The energy out there is stronger than me. And so I cower or run away, but this couldn't be further from the truth. Sensitives are power houses. They are so powerful. They have enormous energy systems. They just don't know it. Okay. And so initially this belief that the energy out there is stronger than me is what leads an empath or a sensitive to run away. Okay. So, so, you know, if you're watching this video, you're already going to start changing that right away. You're going to start to realize that you are a powerhouse. Even if you don't know how to use your superpower yet, you are a powerhouse and eradicating the belief of powerlessness is going to be one of the most important things you can do, especially in energies like this. 
but I want to go deeper into the energy part of this. So you can understand that powerlessness goes far beyond just a belief. Okay. It goes far beyond your head. So powerlessness, what, what power, what power and sovereignty, I, I use these two terms, uh, uh, interchangeably. They're not quite the same thing, but I use them interchangeably. So power and sovereignty, what they do is they give a signal of homeostasis to the body. <laughs> okay. So let me go into this. Homeostasis means a sense of balance and equilibrium between all systems in the body. Okay. So our physical bodies are made for homeostasis. They are made for balance. That's, that's how the body thrives is in homeostasis. When I have a sense of power, I am signaling into the body that everything is well, that everything is balanced, that all is well. Okay. So that's how powerful the belief and the sense of power is to your physical body. It gives very powerful signals to the physical body, but the opposite is also true. And that is a sense of powerlessness also sends signals into my body, but they're very different than the signals that power sends into my body. So what powerlessness does when I feel powerless, what I'm doing is I'm sending a signal to my physical body. And the signal is one of stress and negative anticipation. So when I feel powerless, I'm telling my body that there's always something around the corner ready to attack me, or there's some energy around the corner that's too powerful for me, you see? And so my body is constantly in stress and in negative anticipation when I'm in powerlessness. You see, beautiful soul? That's how impactful these energies are to the actual physical body. This isn't just about a belief. This goes way deeper than a belief because these energies of power or power powerlessness send very different signals to the physical body. And the way that my physical body behaves and is in this reality is going to determine how strong I really feel, how healthy I am, how happy I am, how fulfilled I am. So it's really important that I learn how to send the right signals into the physical body. Now I've been saying that powerlessness isn't just a belief. It's not just in your mind. So I want to go a little bit deeper into that because it's going to be important when we talk about the strategy that I'm going to talk about a little while in a little while. So what powerlessness is, yeah, it's a belief, but you have to remember that all beliefs that are programmed in the mind, they are sort of an interpretation. It's the mind's interpretation of what's going on energetically. Okay. This is why a lot of times working on mindset, it's never enough because because if you have energy wounds in your energy system, the change of beliefs will never work until the energy is fixed. Okay. And so the, the, the belief of powerlessness, yeah, it's located in the subconscious mind, but it's also located somewhere else. Super important. And that is in the solar plexus, ding, ding, solar plexus, third chakra. If you have, if you don't know what the chakras are and haven't seen a picture of them, here's one right now. And this middle one right here, this yellow one, right below your heart. This is called the solar plexus or the third chakra. This is your center of power or lack thereof. Okay. This chakra is so important for the sense of powerlessness or power. Okay. I can, I can have both of them installed in this chakra in a, when I have a sense of powerlessness on an energy level, all it means is that my solar plexus is blocked or weak, meaning it's not circulating energy properly. Okay. When that energy problem establishes itself, then the beliefs of powerlessness come in to complement it. Okay. 
So this solar plexus chakra is absolutely crucial in whether you feel powerless or powerful. Okay. So I wanted to leave this side note here. It's really, really crucial that we continue to remember. And I, I remind you all in my videos that we continue to remember that it's, it's not all about the mind. These things go way beyond the mind, especially into the energy realms. Okay. So solar plexus crucial for whether you feel powerful or powerless. Now to part number three of the video, and that's my top strategy to help sensitives thrive, <laughs> even in harsh energies. So now that we've talked about power and how power is crucial in whether you can stay resilient in the face of adverse energies, the next question that I get from clients a lot, and I've, and I got it, I've gotten it from viewers so much is this question. How do I come into my power? <laughs> ding, ding. How do I come into my power? This is sometimes because this can mean, this can seem like a monumentous task. And it is true. Sometimes it's not easy initially because what we're doing initially is we are just trying to work on the mindset part. And this is what happened in my life. And this is what happens in the lives of many of my clients. So I try to help them shift from this idea because what I've learned from experience is that if you try to simply shift your limiting beliefs about yourself, your beliefs of powerlessness, if you simply try to shift them in your head, you're not going to do anything. Why? Because the solar plexus is off weak or blocked. So if your solar plexus is weak or blocked, you can be repeating the same affirmations over and over. I am powerful. I am powerful. I am powerful. It's never going to work because those beliefs are being fed by an energy imbalance in your chakra system. Okay. So that's why it's crucial. My, it's not, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing mindset work. <laughs> I think mindset work is super important. It's really important to be able to rewire your brain, but mindset work is secondary. Energy work must come first because until you correct the energy imbalance, the mind can't really change its mind. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to strengthening your third chakra. This is where things get interesting and why so many sensitives have such issues coming into their power. You're going to find out why right now. The reason is that the solar plexus, the solar plexus is an interesting chakra. It's an interesting energy center. It's your center of personal power and will. Okay but it's an energy center that a little bit more like the other ones, I sense it as a muscle. It really, it really functions like a muscle, meaning that in order for me to train the third chakra, I have to exercise it. <laughs> I have to exercise it like you would exercise a muscle. You can't expect a muscle to get strong unless what you start doing resistance training. You start doing some kind of weightlifting or, or some kind of resistance training that challenges the muscle. And it's through that challenge that the muscle becomes stronger. The third chakra is exactly the same way. And how do you strengthen this muscle of the third chakra? It's through exposure. Oh, ding, ding. <laughs> I know that some of you are going to go, Oh, Oh, I don't like, I don't even like that word. 
This is, happens to me a lot when I talk to clients about this, because when a sensitive starts to hear exposure, they start to freak out already because what they've learned to do in a lot of situations and for the most of their most, you know, most of their life, what they've learned to do is cower, run away, isolate themselves. That that's a go-to strategy for so many sensitives. Okay. And so when I say, but you can't, there's no way that you can strengthen the third chakra that way, because look at what's happening. Every time I cower and run away and isolate myself in my little cocoon where no energies are going to bother me, I am actually atrophying my third chakra in the same way you would atrophy a muscle. So if I just sat on my couch right now and I decided that I wasn't going to move off of my couch for a whole month, what do you think would happen to my body? My muscles would start withering away. And a month later, when I decided to get up from my couch, I probably wouldn't be able to even stand because my body was so weak from lack of movement and lack of resistance and lack of training for the whole month that I was just lying on my couch. Okay. It's the same thing. Beautiful soul for your solar plexus. When you cower, run away and isolate yourself, you're setting yourself up for more problems later on because you're actually atrophying your third chakra. And the more atrophied my third chakra, the weaker my third chakra is, the more difficulties I'm going to have when it comes to dealing with harsh energies. Okay. And as I've said in the video before, the energies aren't going to get softer anytime soon. So sensitives have to make a decision. They're either going to continue to use that strategy of running away and isolating themselves, but they, now that you're watching this video, I hope you can realize that this strategy is going to backfire on you. If you continue to do it, because what's going to happen is you're just going to continue to atrophy your third chakra. And it's going to be so so much harder to deal with harsh energies with a tiny atrophied third chakra. Now, when I first talk to clients about this whole idea of exposure, of exposing yourself to the energies of the world, when I start talking about this with, with clients, especially if they're sensitives, they start to freak out. They start to get nervous because it, it's really scary when someone says, just go expose yourself to the energies of the world. <laughs> it can be really, really scary for a sensitive who's untrained and who has a puny little, you know, small, weak solar plexus chakra. Okay. So what I did was I developed a technique to slowly help empaths and sensitives start doing this training without it being traumatizing or without it causing any problems in their lives. Okay. So I developed a technique. I call it the in and out technique just to make it easier. <laughs> I call it the in and out technique. And basically what this technique is, this is, this is the number one strategy to help sensitives that I have found in working with clients and in my own life. This is the number one strategy to help you thrive in harsh energies, not just survive, not cope. I, I don't even like those words, but thrive regardless of what the energy look like, looks like on the outside. Okay. So it's called the in and out technique and I'm going to explain it to you. So what the in and out technique basically is, is you're going to start to go into the energy for a little bit and then you'll pull out of it. Okay. You'll go into the energy and you'll come out of it. All right. So that's what the in and out uh, technique is all about. It's about exposing yourself in measured ways as you develop that resistance. And then as your solar plexus gets bigger and stronger, you'll find that, that you won't even need to use this technique anymore because you'll be so strong that you won't have any problems with energies at all. All right. So the in and out technique, I'm going to explain it step by step 
to help you see exactly how this works. Okay, so in step one of the in and out technique, what you're going to do is you are going to start exposing yourself to the energies of the world without fear, literally without fear, without any fear that you're going to get overwhelmed, without any of those things. You can start to already start giving yourself a little bit of inner talk and saying, you know, uh, I'm not powerless. I'm powerful. I'm a super house. I'm, I'm a powerhouse. This is a superpower to be a sensitive. So you can start to talk to yourself in that way. And then you willingly start exposing yourself to the energies of the world. Now, the extent, the time in which you do this is going to vary depending on how weak or how strong your, your third chakra is. So if your third chakra is super weak, then you're probably going to have to expose yourself a little bit less. So you go out for a little while and a little bit less. I can't tell you what it is. You're going to have to experiment. Sometimes it can mean an hour. I go, you know, I go out to a restaurant or I go over there or wherever it is you, you expose yourself to the world and maybe it's an hour, maybe it's two hours, maybe it's a whole day. It's going to be different for every, for every sensitive, but you're going to go out there and willingly expose this third chakra to different energies so that it could start being trained. All right. Now, as soon as you feel like you've had enough, and you may be a little bit drained initially because sometimes we, or get, we get a little tired when we do this initially when that third chakra is weak. You'll know when you have enough and then you, you literally come out of the situation, all right? So you can go back home, you could do your hermit mode again, you could go meditate, you could go be with yourself, okay? So that's step one. You go out there to the extent that you feel comfortable and for the length of time that you feel comfortable. Step two is to hold a mantra in your head. This is one of my favorite mantras and I'm going to share it with you. So when you're out exposing yourself in the world, just going about your life, mingling, not having any problems, whether the energy is harsh or good or bad or whatever, you're out there exposing yourself. You're going to have this mantra in your mind. You're going to just, this mantra is going to become a part of your whole being. All right. It's one of my favorite mantras for sensitives. Are you ready? <laughs> so the mantra is there's no energy stronger than me. Boom. Ding, ding. <laughs> there's no energy stronger than me. I love this mantra. It is so true. There is no energy stronger than you. If you go into an energy, into a place where it has harsh energy and you don't really like the energy, the energy is bothering you. You as an empath or a sensitive can literally overpower the energy of that physical location and transform it into the energy of love and compassion and peace. You can do that. You have that power. <laughs> so this mantra is going to help you realize, wait a minute, I've been cowering my whole life because I thought energy out there was stronger than me, but it's not. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to play small anymore. I will not run away or play small anymore. There is no energy out there stronger than me. The more that you repeat this mantra to yourself, the more you're helping that third chakra come into its power. Okay. So that's, that's step number two. Step number three, I've already talked about a little bit, and that is when you feel like you've reached your limit, you're saying your mantra, you're out in the energy. When you feel like you've reached your limit, maybe you're too drained, maybe you're tired, then you remove yourself. Okay. And you go back to your self-care practices, whether it's spending time alone, whether it's meditating alone a little bit, whatever it is, you go back to your practices that are extremely important for sensitives. Self-care is really important for sensitives. So when you feel like you 
you've had enough of the exposure, then you go back home, you do your meditations, maybe you do some energy clearing, um, you know, maybe you spend some time alone to recharge. So you go to your, to your self-care practices, that's step three, but you do that after you've been exposing yourself and, and you've given exercise to that third chakra. Step number four of this technique is crucial and that is using energy clearing techniques. Okay. So I want to leave this here. So I emphasize it that energy clearing techniques are absolutely crucial for sensitives, no matter what the energy really, but when the energy is super harsh, beautiful soul, never forget this. When the energy is harsh, which it is right now, and it's going to continue to be so for a long time, sensitives must know how to use energy clearing exercises every day. Ding, ding. I use energy clearing every single day as part of my daily routine. I don't know what I would do without it. Sometimes when I don't do my energy clearing routines, when I'm off doing God knows what, sometimes I forget or I don't have time or I rush out of the house and I'll feel it. Okay. So energy clearing techniques are super important for sensitives. I'm not going to go too deep into exactly what energy clearing techniques you should do because I've already done a video on that. So you're going to see a link to that video. You can watch that video after this one. If you want to go deeper, if you need to learn specific energy clearing techniques, that video will help you. The more you use the in and out technique, you're going to find that three things are going to happen that I absolutely love. The first thing that's going to happen as you're doing this is your solar plexus is going to get stronger. And as your solar plexus gets stronger, your belief around powerlessness is going to shift. The more, the stronger that solar plexus is, the more you can stand in your power, the more you can deal these things, these things as harsh energies, you're even going to stop calling them harsh energies because you are going to be so much in your power that energies, regardless of whether they're dense or ascended, they won't bother you anymore. That's how powerful that you can become when this third chakra is, is really resilient. The second thing that's going to happen by using this technique is you will feel more powerful. So that brain is going to rewire. The belief in powerlessness is going to disappear. You are going to know how powerful you are. You're going to know that there's no energy out there stronger than me. You're going to start walking in those powerful shoes. And that's going to completely, completely change not only your life, but the way you see the world and the way you see yourself in the world. The third thing that'll happen, this is one of my favorites, is that you are going to be trained and you're going to become so powerful that you'll be able to deal with any harsh energy. It won't even bother you anymore, okay? The biggest issue for empaths and sensitives when dealing with harsh energies is that, again, th that harsh energy bothers them, affects them so much because they're in a weakened state energetically. But when I come into my power, suddenly I could walk into anything energetically. It's not going to bother me because whatever I walk into, if I don't like it, I change the energy of it. I overpower the energy of the space and I change it. I transform it. So I can walk into anything. I'm not afraid of walking into anything. And so what's beautiful is that, that, that tendency to run away, isolate hermit, and just, just kind of be out, away from society. It's going to start disintegrating in you the more that you come into your power. Okay. These three things are wonderful and they are crucial in your mission, beautiful soul, because this is what I say to empaths and sensitives all the time. It was not a mistake that your soul chose to have these empathic 
abilities. It wasn't a mistake. You were born like this on purpose. And it makes sense, at least for the vast majority of us, I'm not saying everybody, but the vast majority of sensitives that are here, we are not here to be isolated in her like hermits for the rest of our lives. The vast majority, there's a small percentage of people that do have a hermit mission and they're just, you know, they're just here to meditate in an ashram and, and that's their thing. But the vast majority, which is probably you watching this video, the vast majority of sensitives are on this planet to participate in the change in energy. And we can't participate in the change in energy if we're coward, if we feel powerless, if we're constantly running away, because if we're constantly running away, we're not using the immense powerhouse of energy that we have and that we came with on purpose so that we could help transform the energy on the planet. All right, beautiful soul, now I wanna hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you feel ready to step in your power as a sensitive after watching this specific technique that I discussed with you. Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website and check out my new free guided meditations. They're wonderful. And don't forget these two videos that I recommended here. This is great for you to continue talking about empaths and how to clear energy. All right, beautiful soul, I love you. I'm out.